0: Within the Environmental Conservation Lab on Treaty 1 Territory, home of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji-Cree, Métis and Dene people, you're listening to the Akiwon Podcast. This is Episode 8, titled Anang Dabajamoin, which is an Ojibwe word for star stories. In this very special episode, we speak to the star man himself, Wilfred Buck, who will share stories with us about the stars from a Cree perspective. Boozhoo, Tansi, Bindigang. Thank you for tuning into Akiwon. I am very, very excited about this episode, which focuses on indigenous cosmology and star stories. Now, I, like I guess so many other people, have been fascinated with the stars for as long as I can remember, always asking for telescopes as gifts or star books, and even studying it as a post-secondary student. I don't study it. That's not my major study, but I've taken many classes that focuses on the stars and astronomy. So when I had the chance to do this episode, I jumped and I jumped high for it. (laughs) Now we've all spent nights under the stars pondering the makings of the universe. We've used the stars as maps for travel for guidance, for support, and appreciated their mystery and beauty. As Indigenous people in Canada, we share sacred stories about the stars, their creations, and their teachings that, ha- that come with them. Though these stories may differ from nation to nation, as many stories do, we have all been taught and gifted the star stories that have been passed down from our ancestors. Now, before we listen to some of the Cree star stories that Wilfred shared with us. I just want to share a little bit of information about the Anishinaabe people and their stories because, well, I am Anishinaabe and Ojibwe from Broken Head Ojibwe Nation. Because the stars, they move east to west, we believe that when we pass on to the spirit world, our spirits travel Tenenga. Binanang, the western sky and that new life and knowledge emerge from Wabanong, the eastern sky. So these constellations and star knowledge, they relate to the seasons as they change and reflect on ceremonies. And of course on storytelling, which a lot of our teachings do. They are, are our history is storytelling. Basically some of these stories include the hole in the sky the Fisher, which actually Wilfred talks about, the Sweat Lodge, which is another one that he talks about, the Loon and the North Star, and so many more. If you ever want to learn more, you can always um, email us. We're on um, Facebook and all that kind of stuff as well. So if you want to learn more about, about the star stories, just let me know. And as I mentioned, it's not just the Anishinaabe that carry star stories, but also the Cree Nation. As someone who is Ojibwe and not Cree, I couldn't pass on the opportunity to speak with um, one of my role models, somebody I look up to, which of, which is of course Wilfred Buck, aka the Star Guy. Wilfred comes from Opasquia Cree Nation, which is up in northern Manitoba and he's been studying the night sky for many many years. Um I've actually had the opportunity to work with him a couple times and I knew I knew that when I wanted to do this episode that I needed I had to seek out his knowledge and collaborate with him for the show and luckily enough, he he agreed and our schedules all worked out. So I'm very ecstatic to be sharing his stories about the stars and creation and share them with you. Beginning with his journey and how we come from the stars.
1: Greetings. My name is uh, Wilford Buck. I am come from Aposkiak Cree Nation, Northern Manitoba. Of course, I am uh, Hinenio Cree. One of my mandates is to... Uh, put First Nation perspective in the sciences. And so one of the ways we're uh, going about doing that is uh, through astronomy. Did a lot of research on, uh, in Inayuk, the Cree stars, and in doing so, uh, run across Anishinaabe stars, and uh, the stars, Lakota stars, Nakota stars, Siksika stars, all kinds of stars from all over the place. And one of the things I found is that uh, all of the uh, ceremony that's done is done in relation to the sky, to the stars. And uh, all of the ceremony and the songs that are sung, all of these things are in relation to the stars and you're directly connected to the stars. Uh, we are energy. And we come here to this place, Mutaiski, this Earth here to come and visit. This is just a little stop-off point in our in our existence in our in our other reality. We are uh, beings of energy, beings of light. A name uh, our people have is uh, Kishikugak. Kishikugak, is what they call day, the daytime, the light of the day. Kishigao, is a being of energy, being of light. And that is essence what we are. Our spirit, or what people like to call our soul, is is energy. So when Creator had a thought, Creator thought about. These, these this energy and this energy came into, into being and so this energy is all over the place and we are part of that energy and then uh what happened was uh there was a particular being of energy her name was uh chagosiskwe we call her now star woman she was traveling the cosmos and she uh, came across uh our neck of the woods in 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 this reality and she saw the milky way and then she saw a hole in that Milky Way, and she looked through that hole in the Milky Way, and she saw Earth through that hole, and she wanted to go go visit because uh, she was uh, really uh, intrigued by what she saw. She saw the uh, the water, she saw the plants, she saw the animals, she saw the clouds, she saw saw the thunder, she saw the, heard the lightning, and she was really intrigued, and she'd like to go down there and visit. So uh, she tried to go through that hole in the sky but she couldn't she couldn't do it she realized she needed help but she also realized that another of her kind was a was the keeper of those doorways and um in in the milky way system the keeper of that doorways of those doorways is Managasis, uh, which is grandmother spider so grandmother spider sits on the milky way and uh if you ever look up in the sky at night right inside the milky way there's a uh, w that the uh Roman Greeks, called uh, Cassiopeia, the W in the sky. Well, from our people, that W is uh, part of a larger constellation called Fugumanagasis, grandmother spider. So the inner point of the W is the head of the spider. And the two outer legs of that W is the front legs with the spider. And so she sits right on a Milky Way, right above the uh, the hole in the sky. So the hole in the sky that we're talking about is the Pleiades. The Seven Sisters. We call it Bagwangizik, the hole in the sky. And so that's where Star Woman was looking down, and she saw Earth. So she approached Gugumnagasi uh, and asked her for assistance. And Gugumnagasi said, "Yes, I'll I'll help you, but there's three conditions that uh, you have to agree to. One condition is that when you go down there, you have to take a physical form. So Tagalogusquare uh, said, "Yes, I'll agree to that. Another condition is she was told that." Uh, when you go down there, you got to take a gift with you to remind, uh, remind you of where you came from. And so she said, okay, I agree to that. And the last condition was when you go down there, you can't stay long. So again, uh, Jagoshiskaya agreed to that. And so uh, she was lowered down. Grandmother Spider sent a single strand of webbing through that hole in the sky. And Star Woman come lower down to Earth. And when she touched the earth, she took a physical form and that physical form was the human beings, was us. And the gift that she bought was the star blanket, the regional star blanket. That was the gift she bought to remind, remind her of where she come, come from and those that uh, would come after her, remind them of where they come from and where they have to go back to. And as for, stay, how, as for uh, not staying long, how long is long for uh, being of energy? So she stayed a lifetime. So through her, we all come to this place, Utaishiki, to come and visit. That single strand of webbing that a uh, star woman got lowered down from, we come through that, we call that the umbilical cord. And that's how we all get here. The babies are wrapped in a star blanket. And then at the end of their journey, when it's time to go back home, again, they're wrapped in a star blanket before they go back home. And this is to remind everybody, yes, they're moving back to uh, the hole in the sky going back to the other realities. So the original star blanket had seven points on it to represent those seven visible stars of the Pleiades. and uh, as time went on and more and more uh, more of us came to this place somebody had an idea that we should honor the uh the first grandmother the one that first came here girl, star woman. So the way they honored star woman was they added another point to that star blanket So nowadays, the Star Blanket has eight points. And that's why, because one of those points represents Google the first grandmother.
0: Wilfred is an inspiration for many people, and hearing him speak with such passion is always such a treat. The last two stories that he shared with us are about the Sweat Lodge and about the Big Dipper, a.k.a. the Fisher.
1: Well, the Sweat Lodge is... uh, there's a number of ways. My people call the sweat lodge Matutsan, Matutsan. And the root word for Matutsan is mato, Matu meaning to cry. So that's the uh, crying for pity lodge. And uh, it's in the sky. There's a group of stars that the Roman Greek mythology uh, uh, named the constellation uh, Corona Borealis northern cross, I mean the northern crown, and that's in the sky, and uh, our people, one of the stories, we look at that and we call it Mututsan, the sweat lodge, and uh, it goes in conjunction with uh, another group of stars right directly across the sky from it called the Pleiades, and we're told that uh, Mututsan is in the sky, especially in the winter, in the fall time, and in the winter time, and, and the early spring. One side of the sky you'll see the, uh, the corona, uh, Borealis on one side of the sky and directly across from it you'll see the Pleiades. So that's the sweat lodge and that's the sweat lodge rock. The sacred fire are the Pleiades where the sweat lodge rocks are. And the altar for that is uh, the north star Kiwai'etun. So they're in a direct line at various times of the year and you can see them right in the sky especially in, in the time. And uh, of course that tells the story of uh, a little boy named uh, stone Stonechild and uh, Asiniawasis uh prior to uh him him getting the name Asiniawasis he had a, a different name and um uh, we're told that his name was Tigum Tegum. so Tegum means uh Laos, I guess you could translate it and anyway, Tegum. uh, anyways, Tigum, uh at a time when uh the people were sick, a time when the people were scared, when the people were hungry, when the people were cold, when the people were without hope, when the people were starving, went out and uh, into the uh, into the wilderness and uh, fasted. He fasted for seven days and during that time he was given uh, dreams and he was given instructions on how he could help his people and so uh, he was shown how to uh make a lodge with willows and how to cover that lodge with hides and how to dig a pit in that lodge where the rocks would be placed and then how to heat up the rocks and not only that, but what kind of rocks he had to use. And uh, so and how to make that fire. So he was given all these instructions and he was given songs and to, to sing in that lodge. And so after seven days, he, he went back to the uh, community, and uh, he told the people what he had to do and the vision that he'd had. And then, so they built the, uh, the, sweat, the first sweat lodge, Matusan. And he went in there and he cried for pity for the people, and uh, that was how the uh, sweat lodge came to the people, it was uh, to us as a stone child. And so we, that's why he was given that name, Stone Child, because he was using those grandmothers and grandfathers with rocks. That Big Dipper was O-Cheek in the sky, the Fisher in the sky. And uh, he said at one point, there was no uh, summer in this part of the world. The animals, the plants and everything lived in cold. And uh, they survived. They, got, they scraped a meager living from uh, whatever it is they could find. And then they heard from the, uh, the animals, heard from the birds, that way down south there was uh, no winter. It was summer all the time. So Ocheek the Fisher said, well, I'd like to go down there and uh, I'd like to uh, maybe trade with those people down there, those, those, those relatives down there to uh, bring back some summer for us so we can have summer too, instead of being cold all the time. And so him and uh, some some of his buddies, they traveled down uh, down south. And sure enough, the further they got down south, the uh, the less snow there was, and pretty soon there was greenery, and pretty soon there was. Uh, it got so it got so warm that they, they were sweating away, and pretty soon there was sand all over the place, and short short little plants, and and then the, they came to a a, a a village, and in that village there was a big huge teepee, and it was a sacred lodge. They were told, and in that sacred lodge, that's where they kept summer. And so they had a, a medicine bag that they kept summer in. So uh, Ochik and his friends went to a uh, parley with these people, the, the, the beans there, and asked if uh, they could trade somehow for a little bit of summer to take back because uh, they were cold up north and they needed something to warm them, to give them hope. And so uh, the, uh, the beings that uh, were looking after the summer, the bag of summer, Said no, we can't give you nothing because uh, we we heard how cold it is up there, and we want nothing to do with that. So, I'm sorry, go away. They told them. Oh, Chief, the fisher said, well, they don't want to give it to us, so I guess we're going to have to uh, see if we can sneak in there and get some. So, so that's what they did. One evening, they uh, they snuck into that uh, teepee, sacred teepee, and they uh, they went in a raiding party, and they they, they got some summer. And uh, so, as they were in the process of getting summer, they got they got discovered. So in their, in their haste, they just grabbed whatever they could and, and then they took off. So Ocheek had a piece of summer with him. He never had much, but he had a little piece with him and he took and he stuck it in his felt and he took off. And then they chased him. They chased him all the way back to the North Country. And in the end, they were catching up to him and uh, Ocheek took to the trees and he was running, he was jumping from tree to tree with the piece of summer. And as he did so, one of the uh, hunters got a shot at Ocheek and hit him right in the tail. And the way they uh, tell the story is that w- when Ochi got hit in the tail, he, the tail, he flew up into the sky, and then he got stuck to the sky. So that's why uh, the dipper's in the sky. Right where the bend of the dipper is, the handle of the dipper, right at that bend is where uh, they say Ochi got shot, and she got, he got pinned to the sky. And uh, if you look at that bend, there's there's a binary star there. It's called Alcor and Mizar, and so one of the stars represents uh, the arrow that Ojiku was shot with, which he pinned into the sky. And as he was in the sky, pinned to the sky, he threw down the uh, piece of summer he had, and everything thawed out. But it only thawed out for a while and, and stayed warm for a while. Then it got cold again. So that's how we—that's uh, how O-Chick brought summer back for us.
0: Ekozi, Wilfred for joining us for episode 8 and nung the If you'd like to learn more about indigenous cosmology and star stories, please email to acuon at UMFM.com. You've reached the end of the Acuon podcast. We'd like to thank Wilfred Buck for sharing with us to UMFM 101.5 for hosting the podcast. And, of course, to you for joining myself and our guests every single episode. If you'd like to be involved with Akiwon or would like to contact us, please email akiwon at umfm.com. Chi miigwech.